The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. By request, that is some Taiketo for you right here off the Reach album. Big money. We're all about some big money, all right? And of course, you guys know Radio Memphis around the world loves them some Taiketo. And again, by request, because they guys heard a little bit a little bit earlier on, you guys know that they are playing Rocklanta. In fact, tonight is the second night of Rocklanta at Center Stage in Atlanta, Georgia. They are joining the stages with the likes of Warrant, Dangerous Toys, Kicking Valentina, Lillian Axe, Tora Tora. Our boys from Memphis, that's right, Roxy Blue, the Eastside Gamblers, along with Den Men. Of course, that's a big show right there. If you guys weren't able to get your tickets off of Ticketmaster, you have the opportunity. You might be able to get some if you go up to the door. I heard that it is a big, slamming, fun party all right so big shout out to all of you guys that were actually asking requesting you know for some taiketo and stuff because those guys when they get together man they have a lot of fun and they wind up actually rocking it out and of course you know with all the people that are joining in i've seen a bunch of pictures you know on social media and stuff of everybody that's actually going to the going to the show flying down to the show big shout out to i'm greg smith you know again because that's uh, one of the pictures i was actually catching on to and which is why we actually even jumped on to that trail as far as with taiketo right here on radio memphis around the world so you guys opportunity right there and again album reached you know was awesome those guys have been rolling since they have been pulling out some cool things since and of course you know they've got some cool shows that are coming out uh, along with you know along with Rocklander so you guys need to make sure that you look up Taiketo Official all right. and when you look up Taiketo Official you know on the website pages and things like that you'll be able to pull that up you know Taiketo Official uh, Taiketo.com all of that good stuff and if you happen to catch up with them because you heard about it here then you make sure you tell them that d from radio memphis said hey <laughs> i need to go and i need to go and see some of them shows with them um you know i've been um, i've been uh, trying to follow you know a little bit of that of course you guys know love me some chris green love 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 me some chris green ready for me for some chris green you know so there's some cool stuff right there uh and again of course big shout out you know short guys and um and Tora Tora. big shout out to some of our guys as far as in memphis that are actually at the show in rocklana um i know that i've actually gotten a couple of messages you know i'm um, in from everybody wanting to you know wanting to catch up you know wanting to say hey and you know and all that good stuff so we guys got you right here as far as in memphis and you know and things like that and i am actually looking at something right here because apparently i'm getting a couple of messages in let's see what we've got going on right here all right let's see uh Okay, and of course, yes. Uh, one of the things of um, you know, yes, you know, they are. Everybody's in. Everybody's rocking. Everybody's having a good time. Meet at the front door, center stage. <laughs> using, everybody's using a radio station to send out a message to each other. I absolutely, insanely love it. So there's some good stuff right there. In the meantime. Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, a couple of things that, you know, pictures and we're talking about things that we, you know, best practices for artists and musicians, you know, for 2019 um, that are actually going to be serious about their career. And, you know, we were talking earlier about that stuff that, you know, area, uh, 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 yeah, Miss, uh, Miss Grande herself had put out to the publicist and to the, pro- well, hang on, somebody's calling in. Let's see. Radio Memphis Around the World, you're live with D. Yeah, well, Hi, Rob, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Rob Yules. Hey, how are you, honey? How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good now. I actually turned off a song. I, I just got um, a new. Like, it's not a mix, but it's a new version of it. One of the new songs I'm working on that, um, you know, Dave Shavar just sent me. And it's got, you know, some of the stuff added to it that we talked about. And in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, I got to call her back. So I. I actually hit pause and called you in the middle of listening to something new. So you know what? That makes me feel like really, 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 really good. Well, you should because I was actually on him for like three days to get this over to me. Whoa! He's like, hey, did, hey, did you get my email? I'm like, no, I didn't get your email. He's like, well, I sent you last night at four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh boy. So yeah. 
are. So here, well, you, you know, you've been, you've been, you've been jumping around all over the place and stuff. You know, I've been actually, you know, watching you like the stalker's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's kind of what? That's I'm, funny. Why? Well, because well, I mean, it's like we never get on. We could, we could hardly ever like get on the phone and stuff. So you know, see what's going on. I knew that. Um, well, one of the things that happens is when we get on the phone, we end up talking about a lot of stuff that you want us to talk about here. Hmm. So we're like, oh, we should have done that on the air. So here we are. Okay, you didn't have to like bring that part up and be so real about it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> right I'm like, God, you're, you're so like busting me out. What the hell? I'm like, so? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You've been around. I could. Okay, you've been around too many dudes. Okay, you need some. You need some. You need. Some, I could tell. I could so totally tell, man. You need some like girl love. God. Oh, I see. I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> You're right. No, I have been traveling a little bit, and yes. um, we've been doing all this stuff uh, with the producer Eddie Wall. In he's in Van Nuys, California, so we fly to LA and work with him for a few days. Right, right. Each time we've had a little bit of time to play around in Vegas, so that's kind of nice. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Look at you. All right. Well, like I said, I saw I saw that you like I said you'd roll down, you know, to um, do some tracking, um, and you know, and actually, uh, you know, working with um, uh, one of the uh, the singer. You guys were actually working on a couple of things, and it was yeah. like one second, one second you were in one place, one second you were like you know in Texas, one second you were somewhere else, and I was like, well, okay, um, we'll catch up at some point. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of fun doing it like this. I, I've never really worked on a project like this where, um, I don't know, it's, it, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, we're in a jam room and we're all, like, being creative and, no, no, let's try this part here. Yeah, you know, whatever. Right, right, but, uh, right. this has been a little bit more, um, uh, let me see. Well, there's less chefs in the kitchen, so to speak. But, you know, it, it's allowed us to be kind of creative in a way where, um, I don't know, like, you know, just even coming up with structural ideas and stuff like that for songs and, you know, um, we can we can use the way technology is now to our advantage in a way that's pretty cool, so, um, right, right. you know, it, uh, I'm looking forward to kind of doing the opposite and getting on stage and performing this stuff this coming summer, I'm, hope, I'm hoping, but, um, you well, know, yeah, it, you're supposed fun. to. Yeah, you know, you, you're catching you know, up can, with folks for for the summer. You're see, you know, you're my my dear my dear jet setter. You know, is is, is well, well, I mean, dude, right? You're supposed to be actually catching up with um with some folks, and you're supposed to be going into Europe, aren't you? Uh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. We're um so Generation Kill is playing Bloodstock this year. Wow, in England. It's I think we're pl- I think we're scheduled for July. And I'm sorry, August 10th. I think it's August 10th. So we're going to, think, get there on the 2nd. There's talk of, like, maybe five dates around, you know, the area leading up to Bloodstock. And I think we're we're going, we're going playing the night the Scorpions are headlining, which would be kind of cool. My but, goodness, uh, yeah, that's going to be hella cool. Are you kidding? Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, I've never actually played over in Europe before, so this would be a good... A good uh, <laughs> you mean you've <laughs> actually my, never... Re- you've never done Europe that? Hymen. Really? You've never done that. I, I thought you've. I figured you've already had. No, I mean I've landed there. I, 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 know, I, had, um, I had some stuff I had to do in India twice when I worked for a tanning company, but right. I never actually performed there. And you know, there's a big difference between stopping there and getting on a, a different flight to go to a different place than actually go there and kick around. So I've never actually been over there before. So. Oh well, this That's is cool. going to be fun for you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you excited? Like. Uh, yeah, so we're working on new generation kill stuff. Actually, we, you know, we're rehearsal starting. Um, we've been kind of, you know, hitting ideas back and forth for a while. But you know, Monday, I, I just moved, and my new place that I live in, I have my kit set up. Not my acoustic kit. It's not that, you know, whatever. But I have, you know, I have a, a Roland TD50. That's oh, nice. As close to a real kit as you're going to get without having your neighbors call the police on you. Well, and, um, that's cool <laughs> because actually, you have. Um, um, you have a cool view, like I said, stalker. Um, I saw the view. I saw the view. Oh, what? You put it on the. You yeah. put it on Instagram. You put it up. And I did. I did. Yeah, you 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 totally have this. You know, this whole window window thing. You know, overlooking. You know, scenery and stuff. And you you got your set set up. And it was like you know, there's you know, there's a sun you know, sunrise. You know, it's the butt ass crack of you know dawn. And and you've got this like coffee cup feeling along with your drum set. Like it's like a very um, it's a very um, intimate integral moment with your kit. And um, yeah. yeah, and I was like, wow, okay, well, and I was, I mean all kidding aside i mean i was so happy for you because you know you're able to actually kind of get back into it and get into the nitty-gritty and and and, and yeah. some things well without without having a place that i can just 
you know, I, I mean, just sit and play when I want to. Um, you know, the last some of the last recordings I've done, I wrote a lot of the parts on the steering wheel in my truck. So right, right. I, of course you did. I get to the studio and I can still bang it out, <laughs> but I don't, you know, you don't feel as comfortable. And you know, I, having like rehearsal once a week or whatever with with the guys or whatever, it's not the same thing. So no, it's not. Being able to sit down and I, I mean, I, for, at first I wasn't even really working. I think I just sat down and just started playing. You know, whatever came out and you know parts I remember learning when I was a teenager and just whatever came out. Just, wow. You know, to get the, the the dust off a little bit, and now now like this morning, I played for like probably two hours and just you know getting my getting my chops back to feeling like they should and working on some of the like some of the ideas someone sent me and you know it's kind of cool. It's fun. Well, yeah, that is it. That's kind of cool. It seems like seems like it's been a minute since I've talked to you. I'm like always like I feel like we're missing out on something. Okay, well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I feel like um, when we do, though, it's not like any time has passed. You know? No, it's, it's usually not. it just makes it for a much longer conversation. It might be you know two hours instead of forty five minutes because well, we got so much to catch up. Because on. we got so much to catch up on and stuff like that, and we got so much yeah, so much dirt to discuss. Yes, I know. Um, did you see dirt? What I did see. So did you see it? Did you see it? Look. Come on. Okay. All right. Before before you go any further, <laughs> we're not even thirty seconds into not even thirty seconds into it. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I mean, so um. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm. Well, I'm how, just. How is how is how is everything going down there? <laughs> Are you totally changing the subject? <gasps> what in new world? You're hard to do that with because you call me on it. You're like, that's not a good segue. But uh, just, I just, so, you um, brought it up. I, I just, you know, I was saying it innocently, okay? You're the one that well, brought it I mean, up. So, the, all right, so the weather up here is warm today. Like, it's almost like weather. Maybe time to dust off the, the Hayabusa. Go out for a ride. But I'm assuming it's probably nice down there, too, right? How's the weather down there? <laughs> It's not working with me. It's, it's, it's not working with me. All right, me. all right. Well, then you steer. You steer the, the conversation. Where do you want to go? Well, I was going there, but you totally like took it back off. You're like, I'm not talking about because. Well, all right. Well. I, Put it back on. Well, Turn no, it's, it's, I mean, we'll you don't have to comment. You don't have to comment on any of that. Burner. I mean, I understood the first thirty seconds of it, and it was like because all I have to say is that, and everybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. But aside from that first thirty seconds, and you know, like every other <laughs> four and a half minutes of you know, say their version of Segway. Okay. Um, okay. I thought it was interesting. I mean, I, you know, look. It was a it was a retelling of the story. I mean, pretty much, really. I think the part okay. I think the part that got me though is um, Vince and his daughter. That, that now that part got me. Wait, oh, uh, so you mean the movie? The movie, uh, yes. Right, gotcha. The movie. Yes. No, I actually saw it. It was amazing, and I was shocked. I didn't even realize until after that it was Machine Gun Kelly playing Tommy Lee. Did you not know that? I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't know much about it. A couple people told me I had to watch it, so I went home and popped it on. I had no real idea what I was in for. And then when I saw, you know, he did, like, a little social media blitz about it. And, um, you know, he, like, him him reading for the part and all that. And But, you know, as soon as I knew it was him, I remember seeing him on, like, an episode of Catfish. And he's got that kind of build where he's sort of, you know, shoulders are kind of, you know, he's kind of lanky, long limbs. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kind of has that same vibe. He's actually taller than Tommy Lee. I think if I saw they, the two of them were standing next to each other, he's a couple inches taller than him. But he definitely he he was convincing. Like it didn't look like he wasn't playing or anything in all the scenes where he's playing. So no, it looked very convincing and stuff like that. And you know, it, it, and mind you, like I said, it was a big talk. Everybody was, you know, everybody was was kind of into it. And I was. Um, <laughs> I was I was just I was real impressed on how much they dove into some of the the reality of of, <laughs> of, some, yeah. of the, some of the stuff. But you know, speaking of dirt, so you thought I was going another route with you, and I mean, so we can circle back around to that. <laughs> I'll see how. See. I, I thought you said we, have, you know, something about the dirt, and I'm like, are we talking about the dirt? I didn't know you meant the movie. I thought you meant some. Uh, who, I, I, I just got that. Yet. I just got that. I was like, you really? Do you thought? Okay, so we could let's circle back around. Um, no, listen, I, 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 I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> oh, now, now, now you want to talk about the first thirty seconds of the movie? Okay, I see how this gets going. <laughs> the dirt. <laughs> what? I did- honestly, for considering, you know, um, I mean, Netflix is putting a lot of really great original material you know, out, so they, that's pretty awesome. They I'm, are. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them. They are, and it's and it's. I'm. It's so funny you brought that up because I thought about you. 
when I was thinking about all this. Yeah, I did. Um, all the original stuff that was kind of coming out, you know, because I mean, I know that you've been, you know, you've been actually actually gearing back up and and, and working on some you know, some acting and and working on some side gigs and things like that too. Yeah, it's and, kind of funny. I I just had um, so I was in a movie called um, Off Season. Yes. That, um, Eugene Ionu directed and wrote. It was maybe two thousand nine or something like that. All right. And I was competing as a bodybuilder, and the story is about a bodybuilder who, um, you know, he's kind of it's a whole whatever thing it was a short film I think it was 20 or 19 minutes or something like that and um you know he had gone to film school with another guy named Hunt Beatty and Hunt Beatty is um he's part of a kind of group of guys they were all in film school together and I, I guess to, the story as he told it to me they were all kind of out one night and they are like you know they all went to film school together and I guess the idea is when you're in film school you have this you know, we're gonna we're gonna do these great things. And we're gonna make these these original things, whatever. And he goes, you know, and a few years into it, like everyone's got these jobs, working for someone else, putting out their content. You know, um, kind of, you know, making a living. When you're right. doing the business of making a living, sometimes you're not really doing what you really got into it for. So they all decided to do this six films in one year project. Oh well, that's I, cool. I'm not sure if that's the name of the website, but it's something like that. Six films in one year, or something like that. Right, right. And um, they had done four. When I, you know, all of a sudden I get a call, and apparently they, the guy had seen off season. He knew he knew he needed someone that looked the part and could kind of act the part. So um, he he called his friend Eugene and got my contact information, and you know we had like a Skype session for a minute before he was like, "All right, you're you're the guy. Let's do it." So oh, wow. um, I got the script, and it's it's a shorter film. It was only ten minutes long. It's called Pay Pig, and um, it's <laughs> sort of an interesting look into. A, uh, I guess, sort of a darker little life situation, or, or I suppose you know, it's you, you can if you if you look it up, it's it's available. I think on Short of the Week, you can okay. see it on online. It's it's the kind of thing where you can you can find it. But um, Eugene and Hunt and you know a couple other guys, they all got together um, with me uh, last last night. It was Friday night. Friday night, we all got together. Okay. Um, in the city, in New York City, and um. Hunt let me know that I guess I don't know if this is something I should even be bringing up, but uh, uh-huh. a company approached him. They saw it and they really liked it, and they want to make a feature. They want they're going to get him to kind of like do a, a shut um, up. Yeah, they're they're approaching him about doing like a treatment to kind of like consider it to make it into a feature. I don't know if I'm supposed to not be saying that or not, but no one told me. So, <laughs> We're just—it's just—we're 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 just, we're just talking. This is look. This is us so. talking about our life, man. This is—it's no big. Nobody's listening. Um. <laughs> so, um, right. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool, and you know, it's kind of funny because the character in Pepe—he's a—he's just really positive, successful trainer guys, like you know, motivating people to kind of change their lives, change their body, change their their outlook, you know, all this other stuff. But he's got this kind of a dark, like, uh, well, I, I mean. It was written, the, the director, they, they did all these movies, different different takes on stuff that would never have happened before, you know, the internet and technology and all right, that. So one right. of the things that, that this, this, he came across is this kind of a, this pay pick scenario. So it's sort of called financial domination. So Blaine, who's my character, like I said, he's this like, you know, come on, man, let's get it. Let's get in there. And he's a super positive guy. But he's got this situation where he's he's got this woman he just sends her money every day and it's sort of like this pays quote unquote tribute to her oh, and she kind of like sort of it's i can say this it was a lot of acting on my part because it's completely not my personality at all <laughs> i love the way i love the disclaimer um, there not, i don't have a submissive bone in my body but i had to kind of like you know whatever mm-hmm. so i'm laughing because it seems like uh, you know me getting involved in a project that'll be a feature length of this <laughs> you know that's right. going to be that's but that's just it it's going to be it's going to wind up always being something that you least expect you know because you probably were thinking that it was going to be something else and that that would wind up you know being uh, along one of the you know modes of our line of thinking on on you know where where your idealism of of, of being an actor was going to be and, and this one piece that you kind of stumbled into was going to was the last thing you thought would 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 garner some attention you know on something yeah. like that well but, it's interesting the stuff that i've gotten picked for and you know, I, I read for um, a part in the Darren Aronofsky movie, The Wrestler. Oh. And I got a callback. Okay. And I got another callback, and then I read for Darren Aronofsky for the part of um, Craig, who's the guy who's selling um, the main character steroids in the gym. 
Oh. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, I, apparently I did a, a decent job, so I got a call back, and I was on hold for it and stuff. And when I saw the guy they picked, you know, I look a little bit like Captain America, and he looks a little, a lot more like the kind of guy you'd buy steroids from in the gym, I guess. So, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I guess, whatever. So, you know, you, 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 know, do, you look, right. I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I was going to let you rant, rant and ramble on until the Captain America thing. So, <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> I love you so much, Rob. I'm wondering. <laughs> Did we have some type of epiphany, like, we're going to, like, make ourselves look into, like, some bad boy thing? Are you growing your hair out? No, no, I mean, I'm just, no, I'm not growing it long. I just grew a little I bit. See, I, I you, had it buzzed really, really, really short, yeah, like, you know, whatever. Like seven I, inch long, and I just grew it back to being, like, you know, like, I have, I have actual hair. I could put product in just. <laughs> well, you're, you're growing it out. You're trying to, you're trying to grow it out. You're trying no. To, Yes, no, you are. Yeah, but look, there was some. Hair. Look, there was some chick. All right, you. It was one. It was with one of, one of your 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 headshot things or whatever. Because you know, you and I are always very supportive of each other. We pop something up, we like it, and we say, "Hey, that kind of crack." And so I was like, "Oh, look, nice headshot. That's real attractive. Nice green eyes. It's all cool." And here's a chick with like, "Oh, your hair, and it's quite so much longer, and it's gonna look beautiful when it gets longer." I'm like, "Whoa, okay." All right. Let me rephrase. Well, I have to clarify that. Uh, oh, I, oh, I, I did oh, that shoot. Oh. My hair was kind of like it is now right now. But right not long after that, I buzzed <laughs> it all really, 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 really short. Like, was, you know, a one, like really short. Okay. So, you know, I had it like that for a while. And, you know, I got some of those shots back. And when I posted it, I was like, you know, I'm thinking about growing my hair back to the way it looked in that picture. That's what I meant by growing it out. I didn't be like growing it out like I'm going to look like Rapunzel again. You know? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> hey, that's the name of the band, Rapunzel. Oh, we actually have a name. I didn't tell you. Did I tell you? No, no, no. Do we need a drum roll? No, it's okay. Evolution hold on. Empire. That's the name of the band. What's Evolution the name? Empire. I didn't hear it. What's the name? Evolution Empire. Okay. Okay. All right. No. Uh, you uh, so, okay? We, we labored over it. We kicked stuff back and forth, and you know that that was. That was something we all kind of were like, all right, that's cool. You know, and with this reasoning behind it, you know, we all kind of evolved from this, you know, from the, the beginnings of our career. And, you know, this this is kind of a different way of doing things. So this is sort of like the evolution of the way that, you know, the way this kind of came about. And, you know, Empire, well, you know, that kind of speaks for itself. So we'll see what happens. Wow. So we actually agreed on something. And, you know, for those of you that are tuned in, um, hanging out. Yeah, and it, this it's now turned into life on air because when you know when when my friend Rob calls, we we get real serious with each other, um, <laughs> and, and and this has been, a, I'm so happy because and, and those I mean artists, musicians, bands, you guys you guys know the struggle, getting everybody to agree on a band name. <laughs> I mean that's it's I mean it's 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 like naming a kid you know what I mean and it, it really yeah. is because this is like this is I don't want to use it as a negative word but. It's like this is what you're stuck with. This is what's gonna. This is what's going to brand yep. you, and this is this is gonna be your thing. And you got you got to like it if it's on a shirt on your chest, and you know this kind of thing. Yep. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, there's a couple. Of, I came up with a couple that you know when I thought of them, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And when I said it, and they all liked it, then I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, you know, it was a good thought, but yeah, I'm over it. I'm done. It was so yesterday, right? Okay. Well, you know, I always I, I think about that and I'm like, yeah, it's important. And then you go, oh, then you have Limp Biscuit. So, yeah, well, it goes out the window. Yeah. Possibly the dumbest name that anyone has ever built. And, and they thought know? it was dumb as hell, but look how, look, well, look what it did for them. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, it, I, you know, it really is true that the band makes the name. It really, you know what I mean? Like, if, you know, if you can, if you get to call a band Limp Bizkit and do the have the career that they've had, I mean, aren't they touring again? They were touring. If they if they're not now, they were recently. They were like selling out arenas in freaking Europe. Well, yeah, so. I mean that's the point. The Foo Fighters, same thing. Yeah, he 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 was quoted saying he hated that name. Yeah, he did. So. You know, and so he I mean, if it, but all right, you know, it just becomes it, it just becomes the word that people associate with what they hear when they put your band on. So okay. Um, you know, yes, we all hope we have something that means something to us and that it's this great name and, you know, um, you know, there's bands like Sick of It All. I always thought Sick of It All was a great name and it fits them. It's a great, they're a great hardcore band. Um, they're one that of my favorite. It is a great Everything name. about that. The image, their whole, you know, they're just, they're a lot of fun. And I always thought, what a great name, you know what I mean? But you don't always get as lucky as that when you're, 
Like, no, not so, when you're you know, not when you're dealing. Sometimes you just got to go. All right, you know. I mean, I, Evolution Empire. I was like, all right, that's cool, and we have there's a reason behind it. It's not just two words that sounding cool together. Um, so, <laughs> okay. you know, there was some of that. We're like, all right, those two words sound cool together. And you're like, what the hell does it even mean? You make know. it sound like you make it sound like remember remember granimals. You know, it's like if you're you animals, if you yeah. if you make this elephant top, you know, and you find another tag that's got an elephant for a bottom together. They'll make an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, they have all these band name generators now, too. So, of course, I, 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 I have my suspicions that one of us was hitting the band name generator because I'd be like, like two words that, like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. The other, I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. It's nonsense. It's just so, you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> well, congratulations <laughs> on finding a name, sir. I know. Right? Uh, but I just wanted I mean, to bear. Play, like, we're, we're shooting a video, and I, I think. Uh, in another two weeks for the the, the first song that we're going to put out it's pretty much done it's just got to get mixed and you know that's what I was kind of listening to halfway <laughs> through um, so there's all the little ear candy stuff that was just added and we're kind of listening to it and you know I, I'm, I'm making mental notes I, you know I like that I'm not crazy about this stuff, da, 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 but right. um, without having a name for the band it's kind of like you feel like alright we got to do something like we're, we're kind of getting people involved in it and they're like oh what's the name of the band and they're like yeah, we don't have one yet. Yeah, I know. It's like, and it's what do you mean nothing. You don't have a name? Like, well, you know, we haven't come up with one yet. We came up with one right in the beginning, but none of us could remember it. Like, we were posting hashtags for posts, and it was spelled wrong, and we were like, you know, like, all right, if we can't remember it, no one else is going to either, so. You're not going to worry about it. Okay, well... All right. Well, then at least we know. At least we know that that's happening. Um, but going going back to like the Captain America thing. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not done with that. Um, and of course, you feel like that. You looking like I can't even see your. Oh man, you 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 know me, man. I zone in on something, man, and I'm like. I feel okay. like you have a pen and you're making notes so you don't forget to go back. To uh, I I no, I'm not. And this is how good I am. I mean, because I'm like. I just I, you saying Captain America has just such struck a th- nerve in me that I I, I want to go back and right. and well, and there's something about you that I, for some reason I get this vibe that you saw the guy who got the part in the movie and you're like okay he looks like you know the part that was necessary yeah. versus you know you made that reference Captain America and I'm thinking to myself. He's getting ready to deconstruct what he's got going on. Now, not talking about body muscles and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking like he's going to show up with a wig, or he's going to show up with some type of like you know no. new look, or he's going <laughs> to what? what? No, I'm but just no, I'm saying. laughing because there, there's you know I, I mean you know I was involved in the casting for off season and um <laughs> uh, because you know once they got me in there then they had me reading with all the people that they wanted like different choices for who would play opposite me and stuff and you know they're like have you know we were all going over ideas and watching you know the the auditions as i'm reading with this one or reading with that one and um you know really it's not just you know how they act it's also the look and the whole energy and all that stuff they they bring to it so while one person might you know really look the part i mean that was true for me too like I, i you know they had a lot of people try out they could act the part and they had people in there that looked the part but getting someone that could do both for you know it wasn't as easy so you know um yeah, the, the other one that I was up for, for um, Trainwreck. Right. The movie that uh, Amy Schumer did. So right. I read for that. And again, I go in there. I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, I've read for a lot of stuff. So I just read for it. And um, I had the girl laughing. So I got a call back the next day. And I'm like, right, and now I'm reading for um, Judd Apatow. And he's made a lot of my favorite comedy movies and stuff. And I was saying, I was kind of like, whoa. All right. So oh, wow. I got to really bring it. And my agent was like, look. He's big on improv, so don't just stick to the script. Go in there and just make him laugh. You know what I mean? So I was prepared. I'm like, all right. And I was reading a scene where, I don't know if you saw the movie, but I did. they're in the movies, and he has her phone, and he's going through her phone, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, who's Bryce? Who's Ollie? She's like, they're, they're, they're guys from the magazine. They're, they're gay. Like, what, I, is it gay? What about Hot as Balls? Is he gay? You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I was, you know, I, I had to like add on a whole bunch. I had a bunch of things onto that. They were like pretty, you know. I guess they were pretty funny because the girl was laughing so hard she stopped reading, and Judd was laughing. His face was red. He was like, "Wow, you're really funny." And I was like, "Is this really happening? Like, I'm really knocking this out of the park." Now, 
and then you're like, all right, I I looked the part. I obviously, you know, so they put me on hold for it. I'm like, this is going to happen. I'm like, holy shit. You know, I'm wow. really like in the running for this. They told my agent they have a very short list of people that they want for this. And I'm in, I'm on the list. So I was like, this is like an Amy Schumer movie. This is going to be huge. And I never got a call back for it. And my friend was doing background on it. And he's like, weren't you up for that part of the, the boyfriend in, in um, Trainwreck? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, they gave it to John Cena. And I'm like, oh. All right. Well, again, I kind of looked apart. People are always telling me I look like him, but I understand why they picked him. Because he's John Cena. <laughs> if it was some other unknown, you know, retard that was like, you know, I mean, some other guy that was just not known. You know what like we need that, to do? We know what we need to do with you. Okay, I just I've been sitting here thinking about this the whole time. See, this is why this is why you have me in your life. Look, we need <laughs> we need to do a like a like a I don't know like a two minute something something on film where it stretches you know it stretches you you know being all these characters dressed accordingly all at the same time <laughs> because they'll understand that it's you you know you need to do like the British you know British looking dude whatever you need to do. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, you need to you need you need to do the wigs. You know what I mean. You need to do the spiked hair. You know you need to do like you know I'm bald. You need to like you know you need to do like I you know I've got this. What, what do you think this is like dressed up Barbie? Like what? Do you what? I what? What? But you just but you see you're you're kind of intrigued with what I'm saying. Think about it. You know you are. Yes, you are. It is. I mean. All right. So that the whole thing of this, I I kind of. Um, I know we touched on this last time about me doing a stand-up routine and all. and um, <laughs> That was so cute, yeah. Well, so, you know, I, I mean, I still have been making... Every time I say something, say something that makes someone laugh, I kind of make a note. I have this... It's gotten really big. My It's in my notes in my phone, and there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm like, you know, I live right outside of New York City. I could go do that again, you know, do, like, little five-minute open mic nights and stuff just to kind of get my feet wet with it. And I, I feel like... Like all that, you know, all the auditioning and the reading mm-hmm. for parts and all that stuff. This is that's kind of like, um, in a nutshell, like really, it, you're because that's you. Like when you're up there talking about, I'm talking about my life. I'm talking about my dad. I'm talking about you're, you know, yeah, people I've dated. I'm talking about all these situations that are you're talking about you. Really me. So it's really that's why, like, when you see an, um, a, a, someone who's a comedian who does a lot, does movies, you're really looking at the guys. He's playing himself. That's why it's really easy to act when you're playing yourself. All right. You know what I mean? So I, th- I thought about that. Like, you know, I, I would like to keep doing more of that because I, I thought that was, um, like, you can't, you're not auditioning to go up there and do a comedy routine about your life. You know what I mean? It's, who can play you better than you? You are going to play you better than you. And you know what? You may have actually just unlocked the actual key to that, you know, when you're doing all these reads and stuff like that. You come so close, but, you know, it's one of those, you just need to be you. Well, I, I think some of that, like I said, it's the you know what are they looking for? Like the guy that got the part in the wrestler, I actually met him afterwards. We we had to work. We did some security work together. Oh, he got arrested maybe three months after that movie was out, doing exactly what he was doing in the movie. Shut and up! I swear to God, there's a whole no thing way. True, his, 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 his name is Scott Siegel, and he played the the drug dealer in the wrestler. And I think there was this crazy scene where there was a chase. In real life, there was a chase, and they, they, you know, he ended up going to prison for a long time and all this other stuff. So, no way! You know, you go, all right, you know what? No wonder he got the part. <laughs> he was playing himself. He like was playing. That's you know, what I'm saying. He was he played himself, so he got he was it. Playing himself, he wasn't acting at all. You know. So, um, Damn! Oh I my god! Oh. Yeah, I met him somewhere, and like we we did security. He goes, oh, I wish I never did that movie. He goes, you don't even know what the trouble that caused you. I'm thinking to myself, all right. I, he goes, one day I'll tell you the story, and I, I still have not heard the story, but it's pretty funny. So you know what? Uh, that, well, there you go. So somehow you got to be able to sidestep it all. Yeah, uh, it's a little side note to this the story about train wreck. So maybe two weeks after I found out John Cena got the part, and I was like, ah, whatever. I mean, it's John Cena. I mean, if you're going to lose a part to someone, at least he's he's a big star and he's got a huge name. Right. So I get a call from my agent. They're like, hey, do you want to um, do a, a gig? I think Party City. They pay like eight hundred bucks an hour. Or no, it was, it was something like that to go shoot for their catalog, right? And they're like, "Oh, they have a Randy Orton costume they want you to be in." And I'm probably going to do whatever. So I'm like, "All right, whatever. The money's good, and whatever." So, um, I go up there. They hand me the costume, and it's a John Cena costume. And I like looked up at the sky, and I was like, "Cena!" Like, are you serious? I swear to God, bro, no way. There, but if you googled Party City John Cena, there's me. In that stupid ghetto. Oh wait, hold on. Anyway, Shut up. Is it is it really? Uh, oh, hold on. 
Oh, I have got to see this. Wait a minute. I don't know if it's still there. It was, this was years ago. You know what I mean? This is, I don't know how many years ago, but for a while, if you Google Party City John, John Cena adult costume, <laughs> my, my silly ass was there, like, doing the thing with the hand in front of my face. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, I have a good sense of humor about it. I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> like, somebody somewhere is giggling about this, you know, like, I'm sorry. I, you you know, I, I swear to God. I swear to God. I hope this. I hope this picture is still up there. Hold on. <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't know. It was for a very long time though. And like you'd go in the store, and then the little things like this, the costume was there. I was on the costume. So you know, you're like looking at the bag to see what the costume looks like. There was me. What color was the costume? the costume? Holding one elbow in the hand and like you doing the you can't see me thing with the other hand. Yeah. So fantastic. Are you, are you, is it is it is it blue? Um, no, it's like a whole like the, I had to zip up everything because it was even the hands were like costumes. It was like all made out of like stretchy. Material. Oh, the back of it. They, the back of it didn't zip up because it wasn't really made for someone that's really kind of his size. Although he's taller than me, I'm. I'm. You know, I probably weigh the same as he does. So, hold on. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking for this. I am. Are I'm you gonna, looking at her right now? I'm, I am. What? I'm just. Yes, I am looking. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just because if it's if it's so true and if it's so there, I'm so. <laughs> 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 uh, well, you know, any, anyone who thinks fate doesn't have a sense of humor, you know, yeah, there you go. I, I was up for a part. John Cena got it, and then I got uh, the part playing his, play, you know, wearing his costume for part. <laughs> Oh my it was god! Literally, like two weeks later, I was kind of like driving. You know, I, like I said, dude, if I got the, if I didn't get the part and they gave it to someone else that was unknown or whatever, it would have been like, ah, oh, you know, well, whatever, you know. But because, especially because you know he's a name, and sure, it's always better to have a you know someone with a bigger name in a part like that. Well, yeah, but you know, at the same time, you know, they could have. You know, they could have given you, you know, a chance. It would no, think. They and honestly, after I saw the movie, I was kind of glad I didn't play that part because it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very flattering part for him. You know what I mean? But I, I know he, he, you know, showed his bare ass in it. But other than that, so that would have been worth uh, it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Such a. Did dog. You, I don't know if you saw the movie, but yeah, it was a little. Uh, yeah, it was. Like, it was. It yeah, it, it was. It, no one like walked away from that going, "Oh, what a cool guy." You know, kind of like. He was a little awkward in it, but anyway. But. Right. Okay. Well. All right. All right. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I'm. I, I'm. On, I'm on the phone with you, so I need to like. I, but I am going to look for this picture now that I'm I sure now that I know this. Later, you will be googling. I am. I'm good. You know me, it's man. The web's hard. What? I just. I. <laughs> I look for stuff. <laughs> that's what I do. So. Um, yeah. So there you go. So that's <laughs> that's that. I mean, if this taping thing goes, I I would I um I wholeheartedly expect something like that. To to happen because it's going to be you know more <laughs> oddly uncomfortable stuff <laughs> and me doing things that are really outside my character and you know so well yes and that's what's going to wind up happening so yeah I'm sure because it wouldn't be like some cool you know it, it would definitely be something I'm like oh God. like ha half of the stuff that you know I'm reading the script and I'm like you know the funny thing is the first opening monologue was really cool and it was really well written and that kind of grabbed me and I'm like all right, the rest of the story is kind of awkward a little bit because it's it's sort of like the idea is to kind of lift up the rocks and see what the creepy crawly things are going on underneath all the technology now. So, right. you know, like for instance, Catfish, the show, could never oh no doubt if there was no social media, right? You know what I mean? Nobody in the 1800s was like catfishing each other with postcards. It just it wouldn't work. So, because technology affords us this whole thing, like he had made the point, like. You know, we're in a position in our society where we have so much, uh, we have so much more than what we actually need. It affords us to do these strange, weird, like crazy you know, like, you things. Know, in Jerome, and they had just so, you know, it wasn't like eating to survive. They had vomitoriums because they just wanted to keep going. It was just gluttony. And, you know, so there's a lot of overflowing technology. We have so much stuff at our fingertips, so much knowledge at our fingertips, and so much, you know, people are, are, in a position where they can afford to do crazy stuff like start a bunch of fake profiles and try to you know I don't know I don't even know what people get out of that but you know so in this particular case you know I, I mean I, I pointed out that Blaine my character is not you know rolling around in cash because it's, you know there's a couple things where the, the credit card company is kind of hitting him up because he's late paying off some of his charges right 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 so if the idea is he's, he's sort of by what started off as a probably 
innocent enough little thing he was turned on by, and it's turning into something that's kind of taking over his financial life and putting him in a in a bad spot financially. So, um, wow. you know, I guess that's the idea that, um, you know, he's into this kind of strange thing, which goes completely against what outwardly he's projecting towards the world. This kind of positive, right, right, by the horns guy. It's a, it's it's a, it's not what it all looks like exactly. Right. That that whole. And he, he definitely there's a scene where. Um, you know, it's sort of like these confessional little quick cutaways, and you know, I'm kind of talking about, well, you know, I'm sort of seeing somebody, and and you get a glimpse into how he's rationalizing that this relationship is a thing. They, like, yeah, I'm kind of seeing her. We haven't really been, you know, in contact yet, but you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm booking a ticket. I'm gonna go see her, and you know, he mentions that she wants, he wants to meet her, and she's like, are you kidding me? You know, I'll ruin your life. And like, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. you can't afford a cash meet. You can't afford that. And he's like, well, I, I mean. What do you mean? You know, so right, right. I don't want to give too much away, but you know, the whole idea is that you know he's somewhere rationalizing. Well, this is sort of a normal thing. I mean, yeah, it's got some weird overtones, but he probably thinks somewhere out of this, she really does like him. You know what I mean? And it's Which, funny, but yeah, it's funny. You even the, the way you bring that up, it's funny how people rationalize relationships and how they rationalize, you know, their yeah. associations with people, and that's a big thing. That's a huge thing, you know, really and, and I couldn't, yeah. you know, I couldn't agree more on something like that. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I'm sure you've had people in your life that, you know, you're from the outside in. I can see how, how unhealthy and toxic this relationship of someone that I know is, or something, and mm -hmm. you're looking at them going, how do they not see that this is ruining their life? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But really, you know, they're they're not looking at it from your perspective, and you know, like like we just said, they're kind of rationalizing. Well, you know, he's. He said he'd never do it again, or he said this, or, or, you know, they have these things they hang on to that are sort of, you know, not entirely reality, but, I mean, it's, it's what gets them, you know, they can live with themselves. They can look in the mirror and go, well, you know, I'm doing the right thing here. You know? and they can, and they, and they can put up with a lot of things, and it's so funny is, is that, let's say that you're, you know, uh, true example when you know we knew of somebody that you know he was he was being taken to the carpet you know and it was being cheated on and was being made fun of and was i mean being literally taken to the carpet and it's one thing for for somebody like you know myself to go up and say something right and it's yep. like well no that's not how it is that's not how it is well as long as there's no proof to that person that you have seen it or you've witnessed it or you know what i mean or you can provide proof you know they still have that thing in their head where they're like it's okay you know it's it's not what it seems the, the only way that that it works out you know is that you're there when that moment happens and it's busted and i was actually part of something like that and it's the most um uncomfortable mm -hmm. i told you so but damn moment that ever yep. existed you know what i mean and uh, i'll take it a step further is that i've on more than one occasion been in a situation where i knew something was going on mm. or I, and I had like hey listen this is what's happening Mm -hmm. And here's the evidence, and here's the screenshot, and here's mm -hmm. the this, and here's the that. Mm -hmm. And I'm the asshole. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, even though, listen, deep down, you have to know. You have that to you're know. You're just being a sucker. But mm -hmm. I'm the one who ends up getting blamed. I'm the one that ends up using, losing the friendship or losing this or, or whatever. Because, right. You know, at the end of the night, at the end of the night, they're the one sleeping with the guy. Or they're the one that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you're not having sex with me. So, uh, you know. Like hey. It's a lot easier to let go of a friend than it is to let go of someone you're obsessing over that you you know trying to work out some crazy toxic um, relationship where, wow. where it's, you know you're codependent on the person. Right. So in order to justify the whole thing, because someone's not going to say, "Yeah, she cheated," but I'm saying, you know, what I mean, they'll say, "Ah, oh, you know, it was you, or it was this, or it was that." I'll blame everyone else except for the person because then they don't look like a chump for sticking around when they know the person was cheating on them. You know what I mean? Or or whatever. See, we've we've been there. We've been that. We've we've seen stuff. We've seen yeah. some crazy stuff. And because of the crazy stuff that we see, the world gets kind of small and gets kind of lonely. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, damn, I'm not yeah. messing with this. Yeah, yeah, that that no new friends joke. You know, I see that hashtag no new friends. Keep your circle small. Blah blah mm -hmm. whatever. You know, it, we don't make you laugh. A lot of people that say that, they're the people you want to keep out of your circle. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. You are so right. Oh, my you God. Know, you are so right. I, there's so many people that I, I, I stay away from that, you know, all the things they accuse people of doing, especially on social media, they're the ones that are perpetrating it. They're, you know, people are always complaining <laughs> about narcissists. Really, they should be looking in the mirror because they're usually the ones that are narcissists. You know, pathological, See? you know. See? So... Anyway. God, I gotta watch what I post. Hold on, I'm starting to think. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what? Just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Right. So, hey, so when are so when are you leaving the country? When are you going to Europe? I'm just curious. Um, well, I, that's going to be uh, uh, Bloodstock is I think the weekend of August. I think 10th, 11th, and 12th, or 11th, 12th, and 13th. Okay. And uh, I, you know, what's funny? I just had this conversation. Rob Dukes is in town for a family thing, and me and Jay Trenzer got a chance to meet up with him and um, hey, you know, Rob. food and talk talk a little bit of business. Like, yeah, I, you know, he's going to be gone, but we're we're working on music on Monday night. We're going to have some rehearsals and stuff. It's going to be fun, but. Uh, we, we got we went over that and I, again I, I think we're gonna try to get over there on the second and do a few gigs leading up to uh, Bloodstock just to you know warm up stuff and you know by then we should have an EP ready I think I think that's the goal we're gonna put an EP out and then start working on a full length so um, that's what we discussed today so there's definitely a lot of material a lot of new material floating around that um you know we're kind of sharing stuff with each other and bouncing ideas off everyone there's there's a lot of pre-production that's already finished so you know. Um, you know, they, they had already started working on stuff before they had asked me back. So some wow. of the stuff that's already kind of, you know, materialized, you know, it, it's just I got to kind of put my own little stamp on it, you know. And do um, what you have to do on that. Um, do you know what day that you guys are playing at Bloodstock? Aren't you playing? Um, it's list, it should be listed. They announced it. So I, 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 I don't want to get quoted. I think it's the 11th, I think. Okay. So, uh, but I'll find out. Um, but yeah, it's listed on the on the we're we're playing the night that Scorpions are headlining Bloodstock. So oh and, um, oh yeah, because that's the same night that you're actually uh, that's the same night that Hell Queens right um, Soil Work um, All Hell the Yeti. Wow, look at you! They've been doing a lot of stuff. I've seen. I it, know. You know who else has been touring a lot? Iron Reagan. I heard some of them. Some of their stuff they've been playing on the the college radio here. In between, you know me running around and stuff. I, I always put on uh, 89.5 up here. Okay. College radio, metal yeah, yeah. radio station up here. So I'll put that on sometimes. And, you know, if they're playing it, it's usually because, you know, um, it's gaining some traction and stuff. So it's kind of cool to hear what, what new stuff is out. And that's kind of, Iron Reagan is sort of like a, you know, they're, they're definitely heavy, like in the punk thing-ish, but it's, it's heavy. You know what I mean? It's heavier. But there's like punk roots in it. You know what I saw, which is, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but, uh, Rob Flynn put the original lineup plus Jared uh, playing bass. It's like Chris Contos and Mater uh, are are doing the Burn My Eyes reunion. It's like 25 years ago it came out, and they're doing a whole bunch of shows in Europe that are sold out. I did crazy. see. I, I, I thought of, I, I thought about you when I saw that that announcement come up. I sure did. Yeah, it was really cool because uh, Chris Contos, he did such a great job on that first record. It was so... I mean, I, I think really... I, it's funny, I think Kerry King was... Uh, Quoted back in the day as saying that Machine had ruined metal or something. So a level of groove to it that wasn't there. And, you know, he did a little bit of a rap thing for a minute. But, I mean, um, you know, when that first that record first came out, it just blew me away. And I saw them play supporting it in, um, like, 19 or 20. And, um, it, yeah, I mean, if it was 25 years old, like, I was 20 when it came out. I was playing in a band called Dirt Church that was... We went to Foundations Forum to, like, you know, network, and, you know, we had demos and all kinds of crap there. And right. uh, Machine had played. I saw them play in, in L.A. I saw them play in Jersey a bunch of times for that tour. Um, they were just anywhere that would have them, they were playing that record. And um, it was really, it, I thought it was great. And now it's cool that they got the original lineup back. And, and I was surprised they were they were filming, you know, the recording. Uh, they were filming the rehearsals, and I think they did, like, a live recording of it. Wow! Set up and like win, lose, or draw, mistakes, and everything. Just you know. See, that's gonna be cool, though. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be real good. Yeah, I was because, like I said, I knew, and I wasn't. I couldn't remember, you know, as far as bloodstock. I mean, I knew that it was a. It was either you know, it was it was um um August or you know, as far as the end of July, and it's always it always falls in between those dates and stuff. And I was just asking because at least I knew when you were going to be like out of the country. Um, because I was thinking, I was thinking about making a trip up to New York at some point. Okay. So that's. Do you have an idea when? Um. Well, it would be like you know towards like the end of the summer or fall, but yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, just let me know ahead of time. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some cool stuff to. Um. I know, you know. So Dave Shavari is managing um, uh, Evolution Empire mm-hmm. and. I know he's got some stuff planned coming up, and I mean, if they go out, I think we'll we'll be going out with them. So if they do some stuff in the states, I mean, he's talked about doing some stuff in South America, possibly some Europe stuff. 
Um, I know he's working on new material. I'm not. I, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with that camp that I'm not even. I, I'm not even at liberty to even talk about. But I know they have some new material, and I know he's worked on stuff with a you know a different singer. And I heard that they, I know they released something, which is it was a badass song. And I know he's, I've heard some of the, the pre-production on some of the other stuff. It's really catchy stuff. And okay, I'm I'm pretty happy for him. And he works really hard at what he does. And he's he's been you know I think 35 years he's been a touring drummer. And um, you know. You can't take anything away from him. He's made a living doing what he loves to do, and uh, he's a great—he's a great manager too. He's got so many connections. Um, you know, like I'm like, hey, what about this? He's like, you know, I got a guy that does X, Y, and Z, and we'll, we can send it to him, and we'll bounce this off him. And you know, we're in LA, and before I know it, we're in the studio with this guy Gus, who was adding like a lot of ear candy, like program, little program uh, ear candy stuff to, to one of the songs, and it, it came together so fast. And, you know, I think we talked about this during the last podcast that when you surround yourself with people that are yep. really good at what they do, yep, yep, and you let them do their job, yep, you know, you're like you can just sit back and go, all right, wow, because I can't do that. No, I can't do <laughs> I'm that. I'm not going to even give the guy anything like, no, don't do it that way. <laughs> what he does. You know, when you're working with people that are really good at what they do, you just let them do what they do, and you know, and everybody. Everybody benefits from that, and so, everybody um, benefits from that. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, that's that's amazing stuff, and that would be cool to like to see some of that. But yeah, I was, um, I was doing something like, I was throwing darts at the, you know, at the calendar. <laughs> I've done that, like, like, like you do, like what? I just so I've thrown <laughs> darts at the calendar, going, okay, you know, I am gonna take off. I don't know what's going on those days. I don't care. <laughs> Have you been up here before or no? Yeah, I was born there. I mean, but you in New York City? Yeah, I was. I, I was actually born in. I was born in Goshen. My dad is. My dad is from the Bronx. That's why every time, sometimes you see me when I say hashtag Bronx boy, it's my dad. See, you see how all of a sudden I start getting real New York. How, how long ago was that? How long ago did you move down there? Oh my God! Okay, so I can't even claim it anymore. Although. Um, I did. <laughs> what did you say? There's a statute of limitations. Well, well, yeah, because it's, I've been here for like a, a long time. I, I went back to New York, passing through to take my mom for her birthday. We went to um, Niagara Falls, but we we stayed on the Canada side, and that was what four year five four years ago, five years ago, something like that, okay. or whatever. So I mean, yeah, I was there, and I mean, since before that. I had not been back since I was um, since I left, and I left New York when I was like ten, nine or ten. Okay, but I had so, family that came would come and visit. And, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you have aunts, uncles, cousins, anything up here still? Uh, no, they're all gone except for like one one cousin who's like twice removed because you know, right? That happens. We don't even know what that even means. Right, whatever. It's, you removing her for it. And why the first time it didn't take, you had to remove her twice? Well, well, yeah, because she deserved it. Oh. Well, <laughs> I feel like removed means it's... Yeah, I have to that's not that. coming from me. That's just that's just me relaying the information because, you know, the, the children can't even speak in those manners unless they've been instructed to do so. Think about well, it. Well, I'm going to have to hit the Google for that. Twice removed. <laughs> But no, it I sounds vicious, but it's probably <laughs> you know something like having like a great aunt who had like two children, and then they're really not your cousin. But whatever. See, I thought you remember. I thought you remembered that. In fact, in fact, you had even mentioned that you uh, actually don't you you don't you don't stay too far from from Goshen. Um, I mean, not from Goshen, from uh, Monroe, which is actually where I grew up. Um, okay. Isn't that New Jersey? Mm, no, sorry, sorry, Monroe, New York. Monroe, New York oh. slash New Jersey. I mean, that's actually. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you might be confusing me with a different person that that was that actually lives up there. If you remember correctly, there's some sort of gazebo that you were talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, I do have at least a, a few brain cells left in there bouncing around. So, yes, there's some sort of a gazebo somewhere, but I I'm Monroe not Lake. Yes. Um, like New York City. Yes. Um, New Jersey, like right, you know. There's parts of Jersey I'm not even familiar with. Like, down towards Philly is a little bit, you know... Right. A little bit strange to me. But, you know, the Sh Jersey Shore and, like, you know, Central Jersey and all that, I'm a lot more familiar with, so... Right, yeah. But yeah, bring bring your ass up here. You know? <laughs> well, um, that's, well, that's just it. I mean, I'm, like, there, I have, I've had this, um... 
I don't know. There's this weird thing that's been going on with me for. I mean, it's literally been going on for almost a year now, and it's it's this innate. And I don't even know I need to necessarily use the word homesick because you know my family's with. You know, it's like my mom and dad. I mean, my, my family's with me, so it's not like that. You know what I mean? But there's this. There's this thing that's got I me. Mean, I've got this jaw, this pull. It's pulling at my tummy. It's pulling it. You know, it's like you just you need to go. Um, and, and I feel like something's missing. And that's just I've been I've been feeling like that for about a year. Okay. I don't know. I know that sounds well, really I mean, dumb. You know, be good you get, get up here and, and see some stuff. And well, yeah, of course it would be. Pizza. Oh my God! Right. <laughs> so I've been all over the United States, and there's nowhere that has pizza. Like no, there's not. There's not. And the people around you look. You know, people of Memphis look. We've been here for you know ever. I understand that this is home too. But you know, people pizza sucks here. It is the very first thing. When we got off the plane, we landed in Buffalo, right? And I had to get um, I had to get a, uh, a car. I was you know, doing a rental car, and we drove across the border, Canada, you know, to stay over there. First thing we do when we land, I mean, it was like we still suitcases and everything. I didn't care. I was like, we have got to go find the most New York pizzas looking place there is, and it could be anywhere up here because it doesn't even matter, all right? And and should you not sat down. He's face a pepperoni pizza, man. The pepperonis are even different, okay? They're not the little flat discs that everybody thinks that that's what No, they're like small, round. They curl up on the ends, you know, where they get brown and kind of black. You know what I'm talking about. They're brown and black. Yeah, of course. What, that's not like that down there? No! No! What's the pepperoni looks like down there? It's, they're, they're, they're flat. They're, I mean, it's like it's it's like the Hormel crap you get in a bag, like, at the, you know, at like the cold cuts, you know, that are not good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've never been. Have I been? No, I've never been to Memphis before. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, we're known, we're, we know we're known for different for other for other stuff. Yeah, not pizza. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. It, no, it's it's not the same. But yeah, so I want to. Um, but there's a thing about. I don't know if there was just a thing about the place. If there's something about just. We'd go to you when know, we we're young. We'd go. We go to the museums. We go to different places. Uh, now, now, I mean, especially with what I do with the radio station and what I do with um, all the different people, I wind up, you know, being able to uh, meet a lot of different folks. And it, it, inherently, it winds up being where there's a big cluster of people. And I'm not just talking about just you know rock and metal and stuff. I'm talking all styles, you know, that wind up coming right. from that area. And so then now I'm like, okay. And now I want to go to shows up there. Now I want to, you know what I mean? It's not, and it's not like not that I don't want to go to other places. Of course I do, but there's this, there's this thing that's calling me home, and I don't, and this, yeah. So that's well, why. I mean, luckily, you know, I don't, hopefully it's not going anywhere. So you definitely have time to get up here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, you could probably look at the calendar and see what, it, rather than using a dart, you could probably see if there's some stuff going on at a certain period where you might want to, you know, actually be up here for it while it's happening or something like that, you know? You know, that would probably be a smarter idea, you know? That's just it. I'm all for the dart thing, you know? Well, I, I may actually try that with, like, a vacation. Just, like, throw a dart at a globe. And well, well think about it. Right! I mean, because if you don't, um, just, unless something really just kind of snaps you and, and or, or, or you tie it to a, a certain responsibility, I mean, how hard is it for you to stop down and go, okay, let me go ahead and do this, other than the norm you know what i mean yeah i may i may just throw a dart at tahiti and whatever oh you're tahiti just gonna go ahead and aim that's not that doesn't count <laughs> that doesn't count well, yeah definitely you know, um i think that it's a good idea to, to get out and see some some you know especially if you have some sort of a yearning to come up here i mean i, I do it's really strange i know people they, probably don't understand you know, they won't understand but that's that okay <laughs> and hopefully I will get a chance to come down and see, see Memphis and maybe get get in there on some live stuff that's going on there. That'd be great. That would be fantastic too. Like I said, that's how far it. are you from um, Nashville? Um, two and a half, three um, three hours. I've been there. Mm-hmm. That was an, that was an intense experience because everywhere you go, there's someone, there's some live act doing something there. You know what I mean? It's different. I mean, it's 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 one of those with them. I mean, that's a city that's built. Everybody is performing as an audition for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, literally. In Memphis, <laughs> these folks are like, we play. We just play, man. You know, that's how we are. <laughs> and and it just happens to be, you know, some of the coolest people or some of the most, you know, uh, some of the most talented people, you know, on you know, on the planet. Beale Street, 
um, you know, all of that stuff downtown. I mean, there's there's 30, 35 something different clubs. I mean, there's live music all the way until like five o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 craziness. But it depends on what it is you're looking for. It's everybody. I mean, every city's gonna have a little something. You know what I mean? And and yeah, there's a lot of um, goodness of what we've got going on here because I know that just by virtue of some of the industry that tries to plant themselves here now and some of the people that are starting to come through or, or wanting to collaborate with you know certain artists or, or, or certain groups of people. At the same token, this is like one of those like hubs. It's the coolest place to meet in the middle for folks, you know? And yeah. and that way they can all kind of stem out and stuff. So you see some really cool stuff because these people would meet here because it's halfway from everywhere. You know, think about it. Yeah. So that's cool. That's, that's you know, cool. I, I mean, speaking of cities that are... I, I was in Montreal a few years ago, and um, I was there with a guy who was you know, the pro bodybuilder competing, and I wasn't. So I just wanted to go have fun and hang out. So while he was, like, you know, eating his brown rice and chicken and doing his thing, and I went out and, and went kind of... I wanted, For lack of a, better, of a better term, I went bar hopping. And every place had, you know, a band playing, a different style. I, mean, I got to meet a whole bunch of cool people. I ended up hanging out with, I don't know, like 10 or 12 different people. We all went to different places together. People were really friendly, and the music was great, and um, it was such a great vibe in that city. I really, I've always wanted to go back because that's such a great time. Right, so, right. I don't know. It's, see? It's interesting when you travel, you get to see different areas and different places. Conversely, when I was in Dallas uh, in 2004, uh, they would like roll up the sidewalks at eleven o'clock downtown, like Dallas proper, the West End or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everything. I wanted to get like a Texas steak. I was done doing what I was done working at eleven. And I ended up eating at Hands. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, like real authentic, you know, Texas steakhouses were all closed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Hands down the street from my house. I could have gone there, you know. There it is. So. See, there it is. But that's, I mean, it just, it really all depends. I mean, there's places, I mean, there's places around here that are like that, too. But then there's, I mean, but then again, if you know the places where you can go to, there's places in Dallas that are open, like, you know, like all night. Right, right. I mean, maybe uh, not the places I, that I, I you would go to, but. I'm sure things have changed since 2004, you know. Hell, I'm talking like, they were like that before 2004. Oh, all right. Because I, I lived, I think I lived in Dallas for a couple of years. Okay. My sister, my sister's down there. Mm, and, okay. and, she's yeah. still there. Oh yeah, mm, actually she's well. Her and my uh, uh, and her daughter, the rest of the family and stuff, they are in uh, closer to the Fort Worth area and, and uh, oh, okay. and stuff like that. But I mean Dallas, because yeah, I, mean, I fly into when um, I, I think we're shooting that video down there. Um, the Wacy is the singer for um, Terry Universal, and he does a lot of video production work. So we've already got him set up and doing. Um, you know, storyboarding a treatment for the video for this song, so oh, wow. it should be fun. I'm excited; it's gonna be cool. But Again, gonna... like I've never gotten a chance to do stuff in this particular way, so um, the idea of working with people there, you know, instead of you know the DIY thing where you you're kind of all things to all people wearing all the hats, you, know, you get people that you know they do what they do, and you do what you do, and then hopefully at the end it all comes together and it, you get a whole different level of uh, of product. So well, that well that'll work. But that's yeah, what it's so. supposed to be. Okay, well then, um, it sounds like I need to plan. I need to like play music and stuff. I'm like in the middle of this radio show. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. Um, that's right. But I want to wait up. I want to keep talking to you. That's what's so sad. Because um, like we never get to catch up. Yeah, I, I will get you. I, I mean, I think this song is. We're gonna be mixing it soon. And I mean, I, I like I said, I was listening to uh, kind of a preview of some of the the, the latest changes, but. I'm sure I can get you something to kind of, you know, yeah. play for, um, you know. I would love to. Are you soon. kidding? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. It'd be kind of cool. I know I like sending you little stuff personally, like, hey, give, you know, this is what this sounds like, this that sounds like, but um, it is, it's evolved a lot even since the first couple things I think I sent you, so it's going to be fun. It will be Pretty fun. Sick. It will be fun. Well, I know you've got some stuff to get into. Um, I don't know. Maybe, yes. maybe you and I can kind of catch up on the phone at some point, like later on or something. You know, so, right, I, yeah. so I can like yeah, get like the on. like the super like dirt dirt. <laughs> not the Vince Neil. Not, not the movie. No, not the first thirty second part part of the movie and stuff. Which I'm, st I, I, I'm, st you know, I almost didn't watch it. I almost didn't watch it because of the first thirty seconds of that movie. Really? Oh, dude! Really? Come on! You know what part I'm talking about? No, I, I honestly, what? 
Are you going to make me watch it again or are you going to tell us? Uh, seriously, you can't sit there and think about the one thing that happens. All right, it might have been not the first 30 seconds. Probably maybe it was in like the first two minutes. You know, what was Tommy Lee doing in the very beginning? Um, At a party. Oh, I mean, was it with a female? Well, yeah. Oh, all right. Right. <laughs> and how they oh, kind of... I mean, look, that, that was, from what I've heard, that was all, you know... Probably not as bad as uh, that, that story with the line of ants. I remember reading, uh, he, seeing them talk about that on the Behind the Music. Because if you saw Behind the Music, I remember VH1 had that show, Behind the Music. I do. The I do. The, the Motley Crue one was crazy. <laughs> it was like the movie. Well, yeah, okay, that's great. I mean, I, I mean, that's wonderful, and it went and went through like a bunch of stuff throughout the movie with that stuff. I get that, but that very one in the very beginning was like, dude, really. <laughs> just okay i can't even see i'm blushing now i don't want to it's just you know i love you i'm glad you called to check and see what was going on i was you know you, you made my day well, i'm you. glad you picked up <laughs> i'm like i just okay where's the derail thank you and i'm glad i picked up too um we will we will catch up i cannot wait to find out what's going on as far as with the music and stuff um but yeah, yeah cool. I, I, I mean i'm gonna have some stuff i might send you some stuff even later or something you can kind of listen to it on your own and you know, because you know, I, I send you something. You know, it's either it's not mixed or it's a raw this or there's you know this is this has got to get tweaked still. But right, um, yeah. I mean, I, I this guy, I'm super psyched to be. You know, this this guy's voice is very. He's got a really really strong voice, and he's got kind of a, a few different modes. So um, I don't know. It's kind of it's fun because you know he's been doing this for a long time. So for him to be. Again, let him do what he does, and um, you know the music was done. All the the drums were finished. I tracked all that stuff in Austin, you know, a month ago, and um, you know I I had been listening to the, the scratch guitar track with the drums, and you know I, I you know structures and blah, blah blah. I was all you know up to my own eyeballs in that, but you know when he started, I had no idea what he was going to do, singing wise. Like he had been working on lyrics and ideas, and when we all got together to write. Um, you know, we we started coming up with ideas for choruses and this and that. And you know, um, Eddie Wall's a, a gold mine and that kind of stuff. When he's in the he's in the studio with you, he's like, "What if you?" You know, he does the thing where he'll like, this, 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 this. like he say words, <laughs> but he's kind of giving you kind of an idea, like, "Oh yeah, that's great." And then it morphs into that, and then we throw words around, and before you know it, you're like, "Where the hell did that come from?" You know, yeah. like it almost sounds like um, you know, when they say like a sculptor, all he's doing is getting rid of. Like, the sculpture was already in there. He's just getting rid of what didn't belong and, and revealing it. I feel like sometimes you, 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 you think, like, the song was already there. You're just kind of the conduit for it to come out. Like, you know, the, the book was there. The melody was there. Or the, you know, the lyrics were already somewhere floating around. We're just kind of picking them out of the air like ripe fruit. So, Oh, we'll see. Uh, that, that'll work. That'll work. Kind of cool. Well, yeah, we'll, right. we'll definitely we'll definitely share. I'll it. send you some stuff. But, um, yeah, send me some stuff. I want to hear some of it, and you know, we'll um, we'll kind of meet in the middle. And uh, I'm like I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna now strategically figure out where my dart's gonna be thrown. Uh, all right, and then we'll we'll, talk, we'll talk about that to you later. If you want. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Um, well, I guess. Right. Well, thank you for thanks for the the, uh, the interesting conversation. <laughs> you know, I hope everyone got some the moral out of this or something. Yeah, well, you know, just... That's, that's don't what, do what Tommy Lee did. Don't do what Tommy Lee did. <laughs> <laughs> on all levels. <laughs> really, honestly, the moral of the story, don't do what any of them did, pretty much, right. for most of their career. Right. It's funny because it almost seems like they had a career in spite of, not because of the way they acted, you know what I mean? Like... Because, um, well, actually, that, that, they, they had a career because they were they were who they were. Yeah, they were being they weren't, who they, they weren't acting. They weren't, they weren't acting. <laughs> that is the moral. Don't act. <laughs> he wakes up. He's like a typical day. He wakes up handcuffed to the bed. Right? Don't <laughs> act. And then he wakes up the next day. He's like handcuffed to the bed again. He's got a black eye or, you know, whatever. So. Well, right. right. Well, thank you. I'm sure you got to play some music. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to catch up. And I'll talk to you later. All right, sweetie. We'll talk soon. All right. All right bye. Bye, babe. <laughs> Mr. Rob Yules. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.